0: Like a wise man on Tumblr by the name of Kirby of the Stars once said What the fuck is going on? But they didn't say that People have the audacity to equate vanilla with plain The fruit of a delicate orchid um, pollinated by hand Worth its weight in solid gold and beyond The fussy, black, and cream jewel of the American continent. You sick son of a bitch. Imagine a world without vanilla. No blondies, no pound cake, no creme brulee, no coke floats, no cream soda. No satiny, New York-style cheesecakes. No warm apple paella mode. No velvety complexity to bring out the complex notes in chocolate desserts. No depth of flavor in your cakes and cookies and milkshakes. All in just a few precious seeds or grams of paste or perfumed teaspoons of liquid black platinum. What you don't understand can fill the Library of Alexandria seven times over and then some. You ungrateful bastard, I'm going to kill you. People have been killed over these, you know. Farms burned to the ground, crops destroyed or stolen. Millions and nearly a billion dollars spent on vanilla each year, treated with the same reverence that many reserve for gold. In 2018 alone, increased rates of violence had broken out in Madagascar over severe theft due to the crop being considered as precious as silver. Kilos upon kilos stolen and resold for highly lucrative profit, all to a consumer market too ignorant to truly care. A single bean could run in consumer markets for as high as $20, and a kilo could run up to $2,000. Farmers saw very little of this money, despite risking their lives and livelihoods for it. But I digress. I know, right?
1: I did not know that at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is my co-host Sosa. She's a lovely, lovely person. Vanilla's history is tainted with bloodshed and murderous demands disguised as a free market, profiting off disenfranchised people that will never truly be free. Capitalism is a shackle in their lives, placed by colonizers that push for more and more and give very little in return. But I'm no journalist. I'm an asshole with a bachelor's degree in baking and pastry that majored in business. Hell, I graduated from the Culinary Institute of America, a degree pending at time of recording. So what am I doing here talking to whomever is at- fuck. So what am I doing here talking to whomever is listening about the vanilla trade and vanilla itself? Well, it's a bit of a funny story. Growing up, I was, and am, obsessed with food. I watched the Food Network religiously, had a horde of cookbooks and received their magazines monthly, thank you, Mum. as well as getting a yearly cookbook from Food and Wine that had recipes from the hottest cookbooks of that year, got an Easy of oven when I was 10 that changed my life and gave me food poisoning. I think I was 11 or 12 when I met Elton Brown at a book signing event in Manhattan that my mom took me to. He was drunk as hell, and I was so starstruck that I couldn't form a coherent sentence around the man. But at that point in the evening it didn't matter. That is the lovely sounds of Brooklyn that you are hearing in the form of car honks. I was fourteen and I met the lovely Lydia Bastianich at Italy Flat in the city. I remember looking for black garlic and they were the only shop that carried it at the time. I was deep in my emo face and had my hair covering one eye like a freak. My mom insisted I take a picture of one of my childhood heroes that I was too embarrassed to approach. The photo was still one of my most prized possessions. Oh, and I did eventually work at Italy for a few months of externship. Never again. Still love Lydia. At 17, I started a small business in which I'd make cookies and other treats at home and sell them to my peers and teachers in high school. It got so successful that selling them the school became banned after I graduated. They helped me open my first bank account, make my first thousand dollars. I over the stoners, I really do. At 18, I made a horrible decision and applied for culinary school alongside my best friend Sosa. She went to chase her dreams and i went because it was the only school i applied to and thought it would make me happy since it aligned my interests i was very very wrong regardless of that there is some good to come of this i have an ungodly amount of knowledge in all things pastry and because of that i can answer any and all questions you might have on the subject I can also describe in excruciating detail anything regarding butter chocolate vanilla and even the history of some local supermarkets so ask away at the tumblr link in the description below and i'll gladly answer for now I and my co-host Sosa are here to talk about vanilla and applications, how to repurpose used pods, and shops to buy sustainable vanilla from for all your baking endeavors. So, let's start with one of the most common questions about vanilla.
1: Well, for me, A, I didn't even know the ethics behind it, the type of agriculture, um, technique they use on it. Do you mind going more in depth about how it ruins the ecosystem? Of course. The technique they use? Yeah.
0: Um, vanilla is typically produced through slash-and-burn farming, as is the same um, growing method for palm trees and palm oil production. It typically destroys the land for any creatures that usually live there, and leads to increased rates of death for endangered species. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, am I supposed to that? Um... Or I can freestyle. You
0: can freestyle, but you can also read some of these.
1: So it's my first uh, time doing a podcast, so I'm very intimidated. But my... Actually, next question, we were in the supermarket together, and we came across vanilla Im- imitation, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, usually I go for it because it's always cheaper, like $5 cheaper, half, you know, half the price usually. And I can't forget the moment you dropped the word that is uh, beaver anus.
0: um, And
1: yes, please add on to.
0: So imitation vanilla extract, um, also known as vanillin, is derived from a a chemical compound found in beaver anus. It's also um, more commonly derived from specific tree pulp. But if you're going to pick up imitation vanilla, you're probably buying beaver anus.
1: I am in shock because I always was like, you know, when and where do scientists decide to, you know, come upon a beaver and decide to eat its anus, you know? <laughs> like to me, that's um it's just such a insane or idiotic uh discovery to decide, okay, let's eat it. Um Um my next question is that for vanilla, how how do you think vanilla was portrayed in the CIA, do you think it was like talked about a lot, its purposes or anything? Do you feel like vanilla had a food bias even at culinary school? Well,
0: I will say, at culinary school we really didn't talk about our ingredients and where they were sourced from very often, and more so we're just told to follow recipes. When it came to um, using vanilla in um, certain applications, It would just be that the recipe called for it, such as making ice cream or pound cake, but for the most part, we just straight up didn't use it. And you would have these fridges with giant sacks of vanilla beans in them.
1: I, um, it's hard, it's very tempting. No, I think, what's the word? I remember that no one really cared about taking care of ingredients either in the culinary. Because I think it was also the way they threw it away. I don't know. Do you think they made good use of the vanilla pods once it was extracted? Oh, I mean, it depends on the chef. That's true.
0: If you have a chef like Chef McCarrick, um, he would put vanilla... Well, he would take the split um, pods um, that were um, used for making bread, um, like sweet breads.
1: Oh, yeah. No, give recipe ideas, ways to, like, you know, Mm -hmm. use excess like leftover vanilla bean skin, the skin,
0: without the... So um, when you dry out those bean pods after you've done using the seeds inside, you could dry them out like over the heat of an oven like our um, chef Berlioz did, he was our fundamental chef, or you can just stick them in sugar so you can infuse the sugar with vanilla Mm -hmm, flavor. mm -hmm. And when you have these dried husks, you could then grind them up in a, a spice grinder and you have vanilla powder that you can use for any other application that you would say use vanilla extract for.
1: No, it's that, and it's really, like, the, what's, the aromatics is awesome. It's lovely. Um, It's really awesome. Um, your overall, why, so, I didn't even know that vanilla had a certain hate towards it. Like, that dump, Tumblr post you just read, um, to me, I'm, like, in shock, because to me, I think, when vanilla is done right, you can appreciate the dessert. Where do you think this type of hate towards vanilla came from? Like, do you think it comes from gender norms or anything? Or it comes from, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, but I think you get the gist of the question. I do, I do. I feel
0: like um, in, like, say, the past 50, maybe 60 years, when vanilla became more commercially available, it was relegated from this exotic... Um, delicious flavor and uh, more normalized to become this very common um, ingredient that most people associate with being either the plain flavor of ice cream that you put a lot of toppings on Mm. or, hmm, that's a good question. It's actually a really good question.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We can always, like, come back to it Um, because it's so interesting because all I know is that in general, food has some type of biases always. It it involves race, it involves gender, and like, for example, in my anthropology class, I believe, we were studying how humans, like, label things, such as um, often, so we did a test, right? We looked up on Google every single food item. We looked up chocolates. All we saw is women eating chocolate woman holding chocolate, but when it came to actual the guy with the chef hat with the Godiva pose and you know, whisking that chocolate up, it was always male. Yeah. Right? When we looked, so then we were like, okay, let's put in steak. The second we put in steak, it's a man, all of it is men, or it's a sexy woman wearing, like, very skin-type, like, you can see her skin yeah. eating the steak. Yeah. You know, so it like, this Kind of small test. I encourage you guys to do it. Any type of food, strawberry, you'll just see women. So we we're looking at this. We're like, wow, where did this um, gender norm come from? And we found out that, you know, like, and the question was like, women were always in the kitchen. That was their place first, right? How did this happened and sadly we found out like the first person that made the culinary textbooks I forgot the dates I'm very bad it's okay. but the few people that did were men so cooking professionally is viewed by men but anything that's home cooking is viewed by women and um, it's often delicate things are associated with women so I'm I'm so that's why to connect it back to the vanilla bean topic I can't help but be curious What's its own bias in that fact? If that gives you a bigger picture. Like I'm curious of, um, that's why, sadly, women are viewed as weak. I wonder why vanilla is also viewed as a weak basic flavor. And I wonder if that association has parallels. Hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting thing to discuss because often sweet things are associated with women are being a pussy sadly sadly i might have to cut that out okay um (laughs) it's associated with being weak yes Yes.
0: i would say the the sexualization of vanilla that's a sentence um
1: yes there is the sexualization of vanilla and chocolate those two things yeah it's so strange i don't
0: they're treated as more feminine ingredients um, chocolate specifically, like chocolates for Valentine's Day. Get your wife chocolates if she, if you're mad if she's mad at you. Yeah. Oh, but that, we'll save more of that for the chocolate episode. Of course, we can't get into that now. But vanilla has always been. Oh, you two have sex like that. It's so vanilla.
1: Yeah. Why? 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 Out of all vocabularies, why vanilla? Like why call. It's, it's, it's just so interesting, right?
0: Yeah. I think it's mostly due to the way it's being viewed as a plain ingredient. Alexis, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Seven. I have neighbors. Yeah. They're very loud, but they're trying their best.
1: Also, she's usually quiet. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think that is such a good term. Because like, it's like when it comes to right calling vanilla sex, why not call it, I don't know, love lovey-dovey, okay, it's not a good term, don't get me wrong, lovey-dovey sex, simple or why just, don't they call it simple sex? Oh, they just
0: call it missionary which is the boring I, yeah. sex, I don't know, I I haven't, we're not this is a okay, actually, educational we, podcast.
1: we're gonna <laughs> it's okay, we're getting off the deep end, but I think the point is that with this evidence, right vanilla, there um, from what you're telling me, there is definitely a, um, a negative connotation that exists, and I think it's You know what, I think vanilla, to be honest, is not as recognized as chocolate, right? Yeah. Don't you agree? Like, I feel like chocolate's more seen as a flavor profile than vanilla itself.
0: And oftentimes, if you do see vanilla being highlighted, it's often in connection to chocolate.
1: Yeah. Um, Like a typical, like, for instance, I'm working at a um, chocolate bakery. Everything is catered for chocolate, so... um, all of our chocolate blackout cakes, vanilla, like six tablespoons of that. Mm-hmm. Like and apparently it enhances the chocolate more. Yeah. You know? Do you believe that there's such a thing as too much vanilla? That is I hate to say it, but I feel like it's hard to sense when there's too much vanilla. I can't taste it. I have overdosed some cookies and cakes with vanilla before and I never really um, I never get like blarg ugh. like yeah. it, it's not something I spit out but I will say like if you put too much chocolate or cacao, um, cocoa powder in something automatically you can taste the difference mm-hmm. isn't that interesting like it's it's like I think vanilla is such a more safer versatile ingredient rather chocolate is a little bit bold and you have to be um, more careful mm-hmm um
0: vanilla is often called the garlic of the baking world mm -mm. where there's never too much garlic people say there's never too much vanilla you measure vanilla with your heart according to one mommy blog i found
1: yeah did she put like a shot of vanilla
0: several shots she also put a shot of vanilla into her coffee and said that it was a healthy coffee drink
1: I think there's two extremes, one that hate vanilla and one that will sleep with the actual vanilla pod. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest.
0: I, I know a uh, famous YouTuber, his name is Tomska, um, famously hates vanilla. He says it smells like moldy milk and that he'd rather throw up than have to be around oh people who like vanilla. Oh my to me
1: that's so confusing. What about the candles that are vanilla? There's so- those. That's so insane. He despises insane. them. Oh, and speaking of which, you know what? i i will say this i only know how vanilla is prepared in western society i'm curious in other places of the world right Mm -hmm. is vanilla used different anything differently is it used in more savory? have you ever seen it used in savory stuff actually i have yeah
0: so there is a butter company which i'm going to butcher um completely because my french is terrible called le beurre they produce a vanilla bean butter and there is a restaurant in the city that I have unfortunately forgotten the name of that prepares an anchovy dish where they put the vanilla butter on top which complements the saltiness of the fish wow which, yes, vanilla does have its savory applications but personally, I would not try that
1: I'm, I'm curious, was it actually tasty, or was it more like an acquired taste? Like, you would have to be used to it. Oh,
0: absolutely acquired, because most people taste vanilla, and they just go, Ugh, Don't put that near my fish.
1: I, oof, that sounded such a, like, innuendo. So, so you don't put vanilla
0: near any of your body parts except your mouth. I'm but, begging.
1: But anyway, um, what's the word? That's so interesting, vanilla butter. Because I, I feel like... Um, if it's applied in savory dishes, is it more for aroma, or was it for... It was for flavor. Mm -mm. Like,
0: you know how, um, people who associate warming spices like cinnamon, garlic, Mm -mm -mm -mm. and clove mostly do holiday baking with it? They're also used in spices and savory cooking all around the world. That is
1: true. But, um, these
0: spices are mostly associated with baking in western palates.
1: No, that is very true. You know, my background is Bengali. And as you know, like cinnamon sticks are very important in a lot of our curries. Um, No, I think so. Do you think overall, right? Do you think I'm kind of going to do like vanilla versus chocolate? But who do you think is the most liked or the most misunderstood?
0: I would say vanilla is misunderstood. A lot of people assume it's just a baking ingredient, and they mm. don't think outside of that. Mm. I mean, I'm someone who, if I go to One Girl Cookies, I'm ordering the double vanilla cupcake. I can't stand the chocolate cupcakes.
1: I want to ask, what do you think are the top misconceptions about vanilla besides the plainness? Like, how do you think people just approach it the wrong way? Like, how to use it, how to...
0: I feel as though many people just think that vanilla is this thing that comes in a small bottle that you find in the McCormick brand in the baking section, if you happen to be American, that you just put in baked goods. Or if you're feeling a little fancy, put it in your pancake batter when you're making breakfast.
1: Mm, I hate to say but I even think like that as well, sadly.
0: Hmm. For me, vanilla is something I add to... I personally, I I love chocolate everything. So when I was making a dish um, of champorado which I've said incorrectly, probably, That um, with chocolate that you gave me, actually.
1: Mm. I added
0: a hearty dash of vanilla from the, hey Le- the oh, Layla Company. Was, was
1: it the chocolate from Mexico? It is. Yeah.
0: And so oh. that really brightened the whole thing up.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I um, I came back from a Mexico trip. As you know, it's a big deal in Mexico. It's where it originated. It's, yeah, it's the
0: birthplace of vanilla.
1: Um... But what's crazy is that I feel like they treat vanilla as its own entity. Like, I never seen it in chocolate or hot chocolate, actually. Like, I only seen it as... What's the word? I don't know how to expl- I literally only seen it in, like, you know, cakes, desserts, mm-hmm. where they just want it to shine purely. Like, I think... What's the word? They're not as diverse in their... I ain't gonna lie. They're not diverse in their... Desserts, mm-hmm. but I think they have a huge respect in the way desserts should be shine Yeah, you know,
0: I mean if you ever go to Mexico and you have a vanilla concha mm-hmm. Yes,
1: oh my god, mm-hmm. it's so You can smell it a mile away when it's baked too. Oh, absolutely. Um, the way churros um, There was this churro stand I went it's like one of the oldest churro shops and this churro shop was well known for being authentic because it was a it was a shop before the Spanish came mm-hmm. and conquered. So they did like that. Because Spanish, when they came and cocked, conquered, they added eggs into their churro batter mm-hmm. and milk products. But that traditional Mexican one is without eggs or milk. It's actually accidentally vegan. Mm-hmm. And they would always do with vanilla sugar. And it was just this simplistic thing very simplistic where the vanilla shines by itself and I think in America what I see is that we need vanilla to mix with something else Mm -hmm. and it's always chocolate yeah and that's why people don't recognize vanilla because it's always being mixed with the other side hole. Mm -hmm. I mean the other well (laughs) at this point it's the main hole. but you know that's what I realize why it's not really that's what I think why it would be taken for granted Mm -hmm. at least here
0: would you like know a fun fact about um, European countries? Mm-mm. They typically don't have vanilla extract. When you see these packets of vanilla sugar in stores... Yes, I have,
1: actually. It, that's yes, meant to, yes,
0: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So one packet of that is meant to uh, equal about one tablespoon of vanilla flavor. So that's why they add that and replace a little bit of the sugar in the recipe with that for vanilla flavoring. Wow. It's specifically popular in... Um, Italy, right? Um, Italy,
1: Holland,
0: um, off the top of my head, most um, the Netherlands specifically, and France.
1: Wow. Oh my god, it's so, it's, it's so insane, like, um, because vanilla comes in so many different forms depending on that country, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know I have seen, um, oh, vanilla puree, I don't think that's really used a lot, am I saying that right? Um,
0: most uh, vanilla puree is also known as vanilla paste vanilla thank bean you paste. sorry yes yep.
1: vanilla paste I don't know when's that I don't know why we use it when we use it i I'm being honest with you so if you can like yeah of if course.
0: you know. vanilla bean paste is typically used when you want a heavier vanilla flavor or if you want if you have it and you want to, you don't have any extract you typically use vanilla bean paste and you don't have to use as much mm. it's very hyper concentrated vanilla they oh, use so. the entire pot in that.
1: Oh, so there's no waste. There's no waste. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So yeah. Yeah, I know it's for high concentration, but I didn't know it was just ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: There's a company that does this thing called the Chef's Trio that's yeah. ever always on sale. They offer um, a vanilla bean, of sixteen ounce vanilla bean paste, a um, sixteen yeah. ounce bottle of vanilla extract, and another sixteen ounce bottle of vanilla extract with seeds. Hmm. And they all have different sweetness levels. They're all made with sugar, unfortunately, but what can you do? And it's from the Halela company that's based in New Zealand. And they have vanilla for all of your needs. Um, mm. They also have double-strength vanilla. There's different strengths of vanilla. Did you know that?
1: No, I did not. Do you know how... Like, is it like they scale it in numbers? Like, oh, level one, level two, level three. Um, I know Ugh. in the
0: U.S. it's different folds. Um, oh, my God. Like, regular mean... vanilla is single-fold um extra strength is double fold that's
1: and is folding the name of the process of of extracting extracting i guess it's just the it name is- of the strength ah, okay, yeah okay
0: so yeah i learned that a few days ago and i was like wow that's that's really weird
1: oh my god so so i'm curious what strength is the one we see the mccormick
0: that's single fold
1: that's single fold. oh my god so that's the lowest strength right
0: yeah but it's usually made with the lowest quality beans mccormick
1: Oh my goodness. Well, what? Okay, so I think the best way um, to end it here. Yeah, of course. Um, Name great brands that you recommend that you think are like A, ethical, B, awesome strength, like great flavoring, um, and overall somewhat of a decent price. I think a little price is okay for this kind of stuff.
0: Well, um, as I mentioned before, this is um, available internationally. It's also really good price. It's currently, it's almost always on sale. It's the Halela Company that's um, New Zealand-based. They make some lovely vanilla extract. There's also Singing Dog, which is based in upstate New York, which has its lovely extract. I've had it at school.
1: Oh, yes, I have seen this in your room, actually. Yes, <laughs> that's really I know wonderful. what you're talking about.
0: And then there's... Also, if you're in the U.S., but more widely available, there's uh, Costco's Kirkland brand of vanilla. It's a 60-ounce bottle for $11 at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, I have been using it. I do think it's stronger than McCormick. Mm-hmm. I, it just, A, you can smell it, and also the viscosity is so much thicker, yeah. right? That's usually a sign where it's a stronger mm-hmm. fold, would you say?
0: Yeah, I would say that that's um, they, they use more vanilla.
1: Okay. That. Okay, but thank you so much. You, oh my god, you have done so much research. You're like a library in the head. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, well, I was, I was really happy having you on. Oh god, please stop turning off. Um, it was really nice having you on. You're a lovely, lovely co-host. And I would love to have you on for future episodes, Sosa.
1: Yeah, let me know, guys, if you want me <laughs> on again. <laughs> would you like to plug any social media that you happen to be on? Um, so you can find me at uh hungry heathen underscore on instagram um i am focused on traveling and blogging and pictures uh if you have any questions or any recommendations of where i've been and etc you can always dm me all right thank you so much and that concludes
0: our first episode um, there will be more, of course. The next episode will be Citrus, and our special guest will be Jesse Cunez. He is a chocolatier at Janoon in the city, a lovely, fine-dining Indian restaurant. And that will be um, all that there is for today. Um, signing off, Ollie.